0: Where do you feel landscape photography is heading? because you know we go to these places and you know we find compositions. Uh, you know a lot of people are doing the same things. Uh, and we have a lot of people these days who are into landscape photography. and sometimes I get the feeling like you know uh, what a new value are we contributing to this art? So what are your thoughts about like where we are heading um, as a landscape photography community?
1: Right. Yeah, I think over the six five, six years I've done this, I think the popularity of the genre is also growing. Um, and many more people are starting to get into it. And also people are trying to learn techniques and improve and actually, you know, get into the creative pursuit of uh, this, this genre. So I think when you're starting out, you basically are trying to do or trying to emulate what what your, um you know, I- I- I idols are doing, you know, some photographers you might like, follow, um and lots of people start out there. I also started out doing the same thing. Basically, my goal was if I go to a place, I should be able to, you know, at least convey the experience of that place in a few photographs that I take there. and i think people of our age group are kind of doing uh one thing so it's it's like you know slightly older folks um who are getting into this genre are following one one type of photography uh, we're doing one type of photography and there is also a younger generation of photographers who's coming in we, we have to see what kind of new artwork that they could come up with uh, or like new art form that they could come up with um uh, but in our generation, I'm seeing a lot of people are moving away from these uh, bigger, wide vistas to more intimate scenes. Um, uh, I think we're basically uh, we, we're taking the same route, like um, as an artist does. Basically, you start out with more realistic looking stuff, and then you start uh, going into more impressionist style of work, uh, where you're trying to, you know. Uh, convey some message through a more abstract looking um, uh, piece of art so uh, instead of you know trying to explain or trying to show what a place looks like you're trying to convey a deeper message through a more intimate chart which may not necessarily tell you where it was taken but it will try to convey some sort of theme or you will try to Know, create, uh, you know, just visually uh, interesting stuff uh, as well. Doesn't necessarily have to tell a story, but could be a very, very uh, visually interesting uh, composition or subject. So I think that is where I see things are moving, uh, at least in the short term. Uh, so we are going from more realistic, wider vistas to um, you know, more uh, impressionist kind of. Uh, of um, Uh, work in this genre of photography Um, and I I have seen this happen in almost every field of art so you start out with um, start out with a very rudimentary uh, type of art so you're basically just trying to copy the real world Uh, then you try try to keep improving on it trying to make it look as realistic um, as grand as um, you know dramatic as possible and then you slowly start going into uh, a more abstract form of the same art so you you start introducing your own um um your your own style into it um and also try to narrow down or like um cut down how many things you have your uh, have in your shot and then eventually when you do it enough you probably kind of end up with a more impressionist style of um uh, artwork where you're, you're you're trying to you know just make um Compositions with shapes, or textures, colors, um, light, um, rather than trying to photograph big, wide scenes. Um, and that seems to happen to many artists uh, who use the visual medium. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that there is a place for all different types of art. So that there are a lot of photographers who just enjoy wide um, vistas, including me. I, I enjoy shooting complex scenes with uh, interesting light and uh, a lot of de- depth to them. I personally enjoy that because th- that is what got me into photography. Um, I, I had a big landscape painting. Uh, I had a couple of very large landscape photographs hung in my house um, when I was growing up. One was uh, in the Swiss Alps, one, another one for, was from Hawaii. Um, and. I just looked at those photos every single day and they made me feel like, oh, I want to go to this place. I want to experience these mountains and walk in the snow and, uh, you know, just uh, just jump from this uh, uh, big... So there was basically like a big wooden cottage in it and jump from there into the snow and stuff like that. I I always used to feel like photographs like this can inspire you to travel, get out of your house um, and just try to experience these new things. And I think... Just having that thing at the back of my mind has also pushed me uh, towards um, where where I am right now. I am able to at least afford traveling and going and seeing these places. When I was younger, I don't think I would have even imagined that I'll be able to afford to go to, uh, um, you know, uh, Switzerland or uh, these fancy places uh, uh, like you know, Iceland, New Zealand, Patagonia and stuff like that. I wouldn't have imagined. I haven't been there so far, but I can at least imagine doing that now and, um, you know, eventually make that happen. Um, So I feel um, photography is going in multiple different directions. It depends on uh, who you're looking at. There are people who are doing incredible work in terms of wide vistas and just exploring new places and showing people new worlds that they haven't seen before. Uh, like Mark Adamus uh, You know people like him Go to the remotest corners of the world And shoot wide vistas uh, And I think it is necessary For somebody to shoot these wide vistas Because unless people see it People will not be willing to go and explore things um, and there is also from an artistic point of view for creators who have done a lot of this, they want to explore other stuff. They can they are going towards uh, more of this impressionist style of work to kind of probably differentiate themselves from uh, the this this crowd of photographers who is doing the same wide stuff. And it's also become really difficult to uh, stand out uh, in this world of uh, Instagram. Uh, because y- you can obviously combine multiple images to make your shots look incredible, and it's it's it's, it's genuinely very very hard to stand out in that field uh, now because just just the sheer amount of competition. Um, so uh, pe- people are trying to find ways uh, to stand stand apart, uh, and that is giving rise to new genres of photography, and I think that is that is good in its way. Um, and we we will see more and more uh, different styles of photography come out of this. Um, uh, another thing I really enjoy is just not uh, so. <sighs> photography is very is very new. I mean, it's not it's not even. Uh, uh, I, mean, I mean, earlier we used to consider it is a media of documenting things Uh, so you know important events uh, new places uh, stuff like that now it has become ubiquitous enough uh, that people are actually thinking of it um, as you know more of a creative medium you don't necessarily have to uh, just take make photographs in your camera, you can do very creative things uh, in Photoshop with the images you have taken. So there are artists that do just graphic art with the photographs that they take. So they do take photographs, but use that as a resource for the graphic art. And I really enjoy that uh, aspect of photography as well because it basically gives you... So not everybody can paint. Uh, people like me cannot uh, just pick up a graphic tablet and paint some incredible scenes. So we have to use... Uh, um, our photographic resources to uh, as a base and only then we can create uh, these uh, fantastical uh, uh, or you know, fantasy landscapes and images. Uh, so I think I, I also see uh, things going in that direction. so people like Cat simmered uh, who, who does a lot of uh, composite work uh they they creates just some incredible uh type of work there is just so much depth to it you as soon as you lay your eyes on it you feel like oh wow what a beautiful place i would love to experience this um and so i i feel that we are pushing boundaries in every direction uh not just one, one way or the other and the more and more people um uh, get into this field, uh, the farther we will push the boundaries. And it's not just the senior people who are pushing boundaries. There are some new people who come in and right off the bat, you know, they're very young. Uh, they have had different type of upbringing compared to us, different experiences. They've grown up in a very modern age of this computer with Instagram on their hand. Uh, they've seen a lot of uh, creative stuff um, from the get-go. And these people are creating, you know, even... even better no not better but I, I, I don't know if you can categorize work uh, art as better or worse yeah, i mean they have well, a beginner's nice you know, mind
0: also so they have a fresh perspective of things, right, right yeah
1: they have a fr- fr- yes correct so they are just able to you know do some incredible work that uh, we have never seen before so lots of things happening uh, and we it, it's very hard to predict where the 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 direction is going one thing I can definitely talk about is the camera equipment is getting better and it will just become more and more uh, ubiquitous eventually uh, you know every person on this planet will be able to have some some camera of some sort and then it will be up to us how to how to you know make your work contribute and stand out um, um, in the broader scheme of things are we helping the world by taking pictures Uh I don't know. We are definitely creating a lot of carbon footprint by traveling to these uh, you know, uh, these incredible places and trying to get these experiences, buying flight tickets, um, flying thousands of miles from one place to another. Um, there is some moral dilemma there for myself. Uh, even if people see my pictures and get affected to save the environment, is the effect gonna be enough to actually offset what Uh, carbon footprint I'm generating by my work Uh, I do not know Um, and yeah I mean slowly I'm beginning to realize that I think my goal should be to create more and more uh, work from my local landscapes so that I'm not affecting the environment in a bad way Uh, just Mm -hmm. flying to every country that there is in the world to get photographs is not probably the right thing to do for the environment which I'm are uh, trying to save uh, or at least uh, I mean, all of us are trying to save uh, we, we want to preserve it for the future generations and if we just keep taking flights to go to these fancy places we are putting out so much carbon for no no good reason besides just taking some photographs uh, It, I mean at least for us we're not Professional photographers, we should really try to evaluate whether a trip is worth, um, worth the amount of carbon we are going to burn. Uh, getting an experience on a personal le- level is one thing. And trying to get uh, photographs just for the sake of it, just going there, you know, just increasing your portfolio high, just so, so that you have epic photographs of some Patagonian mountains or uh, um, some, you know, beautiful uh, forests of New Zealand. Uh, yeah, you you should ask yourself: Is it is it worth it? Do you really want to uh, you know put out uh, two tons of carbon dioxide in the environment just so that you could get some photographs? Is it is it something that really matters to you? Uh, if it does, then yeah,
0: sure, sure, go go for it. Uh, Uh, there was a program on NPR yesterday I was listening to on on travel and there there was um, somebody who called in and asked about uh, carbon footprint and how you know uh, do people when they travel do they even consider uh, you know what their footprint is and but the thing is I wonder how many people actually think about these things Uh, you know I I think in general we are you know we we are are selfish we want our own portfolios to build up and uh, so I, I don't know if this is something that um i mean i think it should come from an individual level but i don't know how yes. it's going to happen
1: i think just as a general trend uh, we should uh, as a community try to get away from trying to seek these epic scenes because the more and more uh you know big professional photographers try to do it um people like us also want to do it and then um uh, people who are just getting started also eventually want to do it. So everybody wants yeah. to travel to these fancy places. And, and what we are ending up doing is uh, we are de- destroying the planet just by, you know, g- getting more people to travel and plus these places directly g- get affected because of increasing number of tourists. Uh, and not, not every government is, uh, is taking precautions to uh, you know keep these places safe. So
0: yeah, but we then shoot. also there's another issue as well. Like you know, you we are in California, and you know we have a lot of places to you know shoot here locally. Right. Somebody who's yes. not here, they might not have the same opportunities. Also, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, there is definitely no no black and white solution here. There is always going to be shades so of gray. We because we have so many opportunities here to shoot, we can say that oh, just stay at home. You know, stay local, yeah. stay shoot local. Um, but yeah, I was in Georgia before this, uh, in Atlanta for some time And it, it is really hard to photograph things there. You, there is a lot mm-hmm. of forest scenes, but not a whole lot of mountains and stuff So if you really yeah. want to photograph mountains someday You have to drive away to Smokies or something And you have to travel, you cannot really help it And the same thing was true in uh, in India as well So it, it, is, it is, you have to travel a little bit away from where you stay To uh, see these nice things uh, and I think everybody should travel, everybody should experience these things, uh, but you should see uh, which trips are really important, which things you really want to prioritize and experience, and then try to cut down on things which are probably not uh, of utmost necessity. Uh, so, like, you know, go, go. Yeah. So, yeah, some of us have to think about it. Uh, the more people think about it, the bigger impact it will have uh definitely something that we should try to promote i don't think anybody talks about this um very few people do if if at all i have not heard people talk about this at all um so yeah just because mark adamas is traveling to these big places that doesn't mean all of us have to Uh, we can experience the places uh through his work uh probably support him to do it um and if you are going to travel, you know, try to stay as uh, clean as possible. Try not to litter. Try not to throw things around. Don't move rocks. Uh, don't try to disturb your uh, foregrounds. Don't rip out plants because they're standing out in your shots. Um, you know, just 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 leave the place as you found it. Uh, try to um, be as sustainable as possible. Don't buy plastic water bottles if you can. Take your own containers and stuff like that. So basically, do whatever in your power to reduce your footprint. Try to reduce your travel as much as you can. Um, um, right. And yeah, yeah, that's all. I mean, the other side of this is,
0: uh, I think, when you do travel and when you go to some of these, uh, you know, beautiful places. you do get a sense of appreciation for nature and it can inspire you to also be more responsible. Yes, um, for sure. Which you might not have been inspired if you didn't go to those places. So that's, I guess, the flip side of that. Also, the other thing is uh, I I noticed when you book flights, uh, there are some flights that they they now list the carbon footprint. Um, I don't know how how reliable those uh, those numbers are, but uh, I, I did notice them. You know, talking about, uh, you know, composing, uh, you know, these kinds of epic landscapes and all that, how do you balance what uh, you want as an artist uh, with what people are responding to, like on social media, Uh, you know, when when it comes to like color grading, when it comes to uh, the kinds of landscapes that you shoot, people want to see iconic places and all of that, but, um, you know you know for, you know from an aspect of finding unique compositions that might not be iconic how how do you balance what you want in a, as an artist with what others are expecting from you
1: right okay so i i personally try not to you know uh, basically try <clears throat> to not not get influenced by what people are expecting off of me Obviously, the quality of work is expected. Uh, So I do try to put in the time and, you know, try to produce certain quality of images. But the actual imagery in those images is not always uh, something that would, uh, you know, that people might, uh, you know, appreciate in... uh, 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 so basically, the problem with Instagram is you have you know splits a second to see an image or like it or dislike it and just move on. And not all of the images can have that that kind that kind of impact. Um, and if you try to have that kind of impact in your images, you basically uh, end up um, typecasting your work into a particular uh, genre. So i i try to edit an image um so i i don't know if, if this makes sense but um uh i i do like uh watching um you know documentaries and stuff about other forms of art and uh one thing uh one thing that always uh comes to my mind anytime i think about this is uh, is uh, how michelangelo used to carve his sculptures so he used to carve marble sculptures and he used to start from one single piece of uh, rock uh, one huge monolithic piece of marble and used to carve it and he used to say that the basically the rock guides him how to how to uh, sculpt the statue um, so he the, the, the rock naturally tells you how to carve it. Uh, and that is obviously wasn't the case for everybody else because people used to basically uh, make molds of the statue or uh, basically create clay sculptures first and then uh, used to try to replicate that in marble. Uh, but Michelangelo basically just used to take this big piece of rock. He had his ideas, he used to sketch up things. Um, obviously, he, he must have to do a lot of math before he did all of this, but he directly used to work on the rock. Um, and uh, I, I kind of try to do the same thing. So I, I see an image, I stare at it for a long time. I see where the light is coming from, uh, what the image is trying to uh, dictate, how, how, how it wants to guide your eye th- through the, uh, the the scene. Uh, if you are composing it well in the scene, there should al- already be some sort of flow to the image. Obviously, not everything works out because of uh, you know you might be uh, time blending stuff, or you, if you're shooting Milky Way or something, things may not always line up. Things may not flow uh, as well every time. Uh, but you you at least have an idea of what 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 kind of uh, motion you want uh, through your scene. So I try to let, let that dictate how I edit the scene, and then I keep building on top of it. So basically, trying to eliminate any distractions that are in the scene, and trying to enhance um, anything that I like in the image. And then I just basically keep subtracting distractions, keep adding uh, you know emphasis on the light, the mood, the experience, atmosphere, everything. And I I process images in in uh, small chunks. So I will I will process uh, an image for half an hour a day and then keep processing it for two weeks, three weeks um, just leave an image to sit uh, for a c- couple of weeks between edits because Sometimes I feel like an image is not working and then I will just let it go for a few weeks and then come back to it and uh, see how I feel about it. Sometimes it just gives me a quick spark of how I want to change things in it and what can uh, help make it better. Or I might realize that this image is not going to work and then I just let it go. But I don't try to ever, um, you know, try to edit my images for Instagram and stuff. Uh, some images I know will work well on Instagram because the moment you look at it, you know, okay, this composition is made for Instagram. Um, so and it's not like I'm averse to shooting stuff like that. Uh, sometimes I, I also want to have nice big flowers in the foreground, nice wide vista uh, and colors in the background, stuff like that. I, I also enjoy shooting stuff like that, but I don't ever try to, um, to cater it to a particular audience. I just edit it however I like. Um, and sometimes people like it. Many times people don't like it. Half the work I edit, I don't publish uh, on Instagram, especially because it's uh, I I do shoot like a lot of panoramas and stuff, and they anyway don't work. Um, so um, my my goal is to just basically process the image to its to to its best capability to to my best capability and to where I feel the image should be. Um, and then if people like it, good. If people don't like it, it just goes on my website, and it's it's okay. It's fine not a problem uh, it obviously feels bad if, if, if some image that you really liked uh, is just not perceived very well by anybody but it's okay I mean you still still put in your effort and I, I am totally okay with failures um, I'm just really okay with failures I think is probably a bad thing good thing I don't know uh, but I am I'm okay with failing and stuff like this it's okay I, I can just move on to the next image not think about whatever has happened
0: what about, um, uh, people on Instagram, uh, they, uh, they're expecting more saturated colors, would you say? Uh,
1: yeah, people, so it, it also depends on what audience you have built up. Uh, I think my audience really likes r- rich colors, wide vistas, uh, interesting light. Uh, I think these are the three things that they're looking for uh, in my images. Uh, I'm sure like based on what kind of audience you have built up, the expectations change. But uh, yeah, for sure, I feel one good l- light source, uh, very strong vignette uh, and popping colors is what people re- really like on Instagram. That is what seems to be, uh, uh, th- that is what seems to catch people's attention quickly. I think yeah. the goal to any successful image on Instagram is that it should be able to catch a re- attention quickly like the instant yeah. you lo- look at it it should look good uh, uh, i have seen so many pe- people's work that is catered to instagram which looks amazing when you look look at it for the first shot but if you spend any any more than 10-15 seconds looking at it you realize that it's been quickly edited you have not put in a lot of thought into yeah. it and i think it's fine no not everybody ha- has the kind of time or the patience to do uh, very fine editing and it doesn't really help anybody unless they're going to print it so if you're shooting every day all day every day uh if you're a professional photographer you just don't have so much time to process these images to their full limit right. so people just do quick and dirty edits for instagram if something really uh, uh becomes popular then they, they might go back and do like a great uh, like a good fine edit on that for prints and stuff
0: in instagram uh um... People want that instant. Uh, you want to grab their attention instantly, mm-hmm. but then um, uh, sometimes um, a good piece of artwork grows on you slowly. Yes, right? yes, that's kind of yes. um, the opposite sometimes. Yep,
1: yeah. I think that, and you have to draw the line. You have to see whether you want the artwork to be Instagram friendly or whether do you want it to be a uh, print friendly. Uh, that there is, that is. Uh, that is definitely some difference there uh, but if it's a good photo it will look good on all media that is that is definitely true uh, but uh, the level of detail and work you put into it uh, is is vastly different if you're editing something for print versus if you're editing something for instagram uh, the amount of effort that goes into it is quite quite different uh, and I would like to believe that I I process all of my work for print all of it um, because uh, at least worst case scenario I can make it into a wallpaper or something if nobody buys a print Uh, but uh, I feel that I'm anyway putting out such uh, like I don't produce a lot of photographs to be honest Uh, uh, so if I'm putting out very limited amount of work it might as well be of good quality Uh, I'm not putting out new photographs every every week or something I I I probably for produce something once every month, or uh, at least like maybe 15 days. Uh, so I'm at least trying to put in some quality in there so that if I'm going back and looking at them, I feel good, good about my work and not feel like, oh, I should have edited this better or something like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: you, you brought up uh, mm-hmm. uh, the point that, you know, you built up a certain type of audience on Instagram Uh, could you share a little bit about how you went about that like how do i build a particular type of audience
1: i think what i have done is just be myself i just put out the kind of work that that i like sometimes people enjoy it sometimes people don't uh and people will unfollow me when they don't enjoy my work and that's how you cut out on all, all all the fluff uh so yeah. yeah i think you basically just keep doing whatever you're doing and p- if people really like you for who you are and what you're doing then they will keep following you and whoever doesn't will just unfollow and i think that is completely fine and you don't have to worry about uh, you know trying to keep people around because if they do- don't enjoy your work they don't necessarily have to follow you i mean it, it is it is so- social media after all you get to choose what you have want to have on your feed um and I don't put too much emphasis on it. I have genuinely starting to get like completely bored of Instagram now. There's not a lot of real engagement left. Yeah. I, I'm only there because I have friends on there. Uh, right. if, if if all my friends move to Slack, I'll go to Slack. If all my friends move to Telegram or something, I'll go to Telegram. I don't care uh, what media it is. Uh, I do have some really good good patrons uh, on Instagram who are like always very encouraging and keeps telling you good things and I think that that is also required because if you're just creating your media in the dark and nobody's getting to see your work, you probably may not improve as fast as you would like. Um, it's, it's the same as an actor right uh, actor wants somebody to see their acting I mean you can act in your own bedroom in front of the mirror uh, but it will only take you so far and your own personal gratification will also not come so Instagram provides me some some form of that uh, uh, where people come and appreciate uh, and I know that whatever I post on Instagram there will be some people who will tell me oh yeah it's good or you could have improved it here improved it there and stuff like that and it's okay i mean it's it's like a small community of people uh, and definitely for new new people who are coming in i think i think instagram's uh, photograph days are kind of uh, already behind it uh, they are trying to focus more on reels and reels game i do not get uh, to be honest uh, reels also has the same same idea uh, you basically have to attract people's attention in the first few seconds otherwise you're out um, so wait
0: for it I, are like the three most popular yeah. words now on Instagram <laughs> wait for yes. it yes
1: <laughs> because you you have to hold people on to on that reel for at least three seconds for the drama to show up I, I very recently uh, put in some time to learn you know how to edit video and then uh, makes made some reel I put it out and uh, it was 20 seconds long not super long but I think even that was too long for reels and even that didn't do mm-hmm. well my lowest effort reels do the best where I take uh, you know, 20 seconds to make the reel I just you know turn my photographs or uh, panorama or something into a video and just post it with some music and do, those reels are the ones that do the best uh, <laughs> and I think I'm just going to stick to that now uh, wait, wait, what do I you don't have the time to make those videos uh, there is just an app called Panorama Maker. It will just take your any any size panorama, you split mm-hmm. it into um, some some form of grid, and then you can just export it as a video. Uh, it's 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 just like very low effort uh, thing. And mm-hmm. I genuinely don't have time to. Ah, uh, figure out uh, the Instagram algorithm as it as it keeps changing on you. So no, it's fine yeah. if people like it, it's fine. i'm I'm pretty sure Instagram is at least my Instagram is going to die out pretty soon. Uh, it will just get old and forgotten eventually.